It's been a minute here on Bodega Box Office, so uh, to catch us up, we had to do an office hours. I promise it's recorded on an actual microphone, not the room microphone that I'm using now. Although our microphones aren't great, they're a little poppy, so I'm going to get us some nice ones for the new year. Uh, look forward to that. Anyway, it's the end of the year, so it was a great time to do one of these. Uh, it gave us a chance to talk about uh, some of our favorite films that we watched for the podcast this year. We, uh, we got to talk a little bit about Anthony's wedding, which is really cool. Uh, we talked about some of our favorite music this year, uh, some, of our, uh, some of Anthony's uh, favorite uh, NBA moves, uh, which is always a good time. And then uh, at the end, there is a lengthy political discussion that we'll leave in because this, these kind of episodes are supposed to be, um, you know, kind of loose format. But uh, I'll warn you, it's very dry. Uh, if you you know if you're here for the rap and the movies and the hey oh then you're probably not gonna love this part or whatever. Um, it's not like super controversial or anything. It just might be boring. Uh, but we'll leave it in there. Why not? Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think you'll enjoy it. So let's get into it. The, uh, another office hours on Bodega Box Office. Bodega Box Office Office Hours. Man, we got a lot to talk about. So much. You got fucking married, dude. It's true. I am officially married. I, I made it through an entire year without screwing up any of the really good decisions I was making. It's whoever whoever bet against me in the office pool, <laughs> uh, just double down. I'll fuck it up in 2019. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. Oh, it was a great time, man. It really was a fuck, fucking fun wedding. When you had uh, Field Mob on the playlist at the after party, that's when I felt <laughs> like you and me finally had our moment. Yes. Yeah. Because nobody knows all the words to that. No. Nobody. we're the. I don't even think Smoke and uh, Dre <laughs> know all the words to that. Although the, uh, there is apparently a Field Mob album that came out in 2017 oh, that we didn't realize. Oh, shit. So, yeah. I'm just glad they're still together. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think they like started to not break up but do solo shit. It was like a G-side kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, uh, against all odds, they, yeah. they stuck it out. Yeah, I highly recommend to all the listeners, uh, if you get married, uh, make sure your wedding is fun enough that when you then act like a douchebag and send out Spotify playlists of all the music you played, everyone had such a great time, they don't just respond and tell you to eat a bowl of fuck. And you, uh, send, you send an email to your wedding party that apologizes for not playing the live version of Shoulda Cut My Hair or something, <laughs> some pavement-related nonsense. No, it was uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh, yeah. Okay. Almost Cut My Hair is like the, I was get, I'm David Crosby, and I'm just smoking weed for breakfast and was going to cut my hair, but then said, you know what, fuck it. Instead, why don't I just act like a prick to everybody? Because David Crosby rules, and is a great Twitter personality. But I uh, chickened out and played Helplessly Hoping because I was like, this is an event for all people and not just people that really enjoy uh, David Crosby, uh, Baby Daddy to uh, Ellen DeGeneres or whatever. Were or you, Melissa Etheridge, rather. Were you sitting there? Um, all lesbians like this song. Um, but uh, were you sitting there like when that song was playing? I mean, like, Were you feeling like stressed? Like, no, oh, no, I fucked up. Like, no, it was worse. It was during the uh, the dinner, like the welcome dinner the night before, where like you could barely even hear the music anyway. And yep. I was just like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Like, I went Why for it I? on a lot of shit, and then like here I am being a fucking coward during the meal. 
It's like, as long as it's a white guy singing or uh, a crooner from uh, over 40 years ago, you can really get away with murder until the dance music comes on. Never underestimate, yeah, the, the din of a bunch of Midwesterners in one room yeah. where there's drinking. There's drinking and shouting. Just chatting away. Yep. And it escalates. It gets louder and louder and louder until you have to leave. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. That was fun, too. The, the rehearsal dinner was great. You guys put together a great weekend. It was awesome. We, we had uh, a great time. Even if it took me about fucking three days to recover, I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> I'll say that I was in bad shape. Yeah, I wasn't lucid till about Wednesday. Oh, bro, I was. I, we we did. We went and got groceries the next day, and we were like amazed that That's we even got impressive. Out. Yeah, it was like. Yeah, I saw the tree. That's a thing I don't normally do. That's cool. Yeah, you yeah. saw the tree because you had yeah you had tourists in town. Yeah, and then I tried to order mozzarella sticks, and they told me they were out of mozzarella at the bar I went to, so I just ordered extra beers. Flipped the table and left. Yeah, exactly. That Heartland Brewery. <laughs> Dude, like we had because we just moved, so um, we had just gotten one of those new fancy internet beds, internet mattresses. Oh, yeah, yeah, where the second you open it out of the box, it's five times the size of the box. Yeah, we had just we have to to wait, like, I think it's like 12 hours before you can actually sleep on it. Yeah, we got an internet comforter, okay, and so, like, oh, dude, we didn't even get out of bed after your wedding. Like, I don't think we got out of bed till like four. That's fair, we just stayed in bed. I played my switch. Uh, she fucked around on her phone, like we nice. just didn't just and went in and out of consciousness trying to like recover because we didn't go to bed. Yeah, four thirty a.m. Yeah, no, that's I think I went. To, I came home at four and then cleaned up a little and drank like a pretentious vegetable juice. So I think I slept on the couch maybe from four to eight. Slept in the bed from eight to eleven, and then uh, yeah, woke up and started like tidying up. Tidying up is like a good cobweb cleaner. It, yeah, it really is. Because it's, it's low impact, so you're not actually doing anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like recycling. Breaking down boxes yep. is like a great way to feign productivity. Yep. Don't take much. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I had Sledgehammer in my head for like a full three days. After Peter this. Gabriel. One man among men. I, and I keep thinking of like if I was girl talk, I would mash up Sledgehammer and electric feel. I could see that. Yeah, but who wants that? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's Nobody. True. Nobody even wants to hear Electric Feel, a song that came out recently. Um, not recently. That was 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so Office Hours is when we, it's just like kind of an excuse for us to take the, like, the format off a little bit and give us an opportunity to like, talk about new music. and. Um, it's our lifestyle blog. Yeah, yeah it's our goop. Yeah. <laughs> but it's behind a paywall, so you got to pay. Uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's just, we got some stuff to talk about. It's like it's cool, like to to just kind of take away the like the movie uh, constriction. And yeah, like, talk about year in review. Now we get now it's the you know it's the end of the year, so we get to do a little year in review. And um, first thing I want to do though is I want to shout out it's the real for shouting us out on the other people's podcast podcast. Very cool. That was really fucking cool. Um, they uh they go on this podcast called Other People's Podcast, and it's a really great podcast where the dude's a really good interviewer. Mm-hmm. He just like talks to people about. Um, not just the podcast that they do, but at the end they talk about their podcast. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, and they shouted us out. And as you know, go back and listen to our Paper Soldiers episode with them. Uh, Kevin Hart's first film. Our next episode is a Kevin Hart film, so there's some connected issue there. But it's just really cool of them to shout us out. And, and they uh, shouted out not just our podcast, but the experience. Like the fact yeah. that we eat at DiGiorno and are sort of shit bags and we're drinking beer during the entire thing. And like, that they had to spend five hours with us. Yes. And they didn't sound upset about it. They're just no. like, they like, you know, they 
you spend five hours with these guys. Like you come through their house, you got to watch the movie. And yeah. The journal with them, and I was just blown away that they like they spent that much time with us in the first place. And then I'm so aware of that five hours <laughs> that I was like rushing them out the door. I was like, "Here's your stuff, get yeah. out," because I, I I'm sure you want to leave. Yeah. I'm not gonna make you sit here one second longer than yeah. you have to. I may spend another three hours drinking beer on the yeah. couch and <laughs> no, playing NBA Anthony. Jam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anthony's furniture here. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going anywhere. <laughs> He's got a cot upstairs. Yeah. No, but that was great. That was really fucking cool. So anybody who's checking us out because of that podcast too, um, I would I recommend going back and starting with the Paper Soldiers, and then you, even going back way further because chances are there's a film in there that that you love. Yeah. We watched and probably fucked it up. When yeah. We talk about it, but it's a uh, it's somebody talking about that film. Uh, that you probably don't have anybody talking. Anything about. after the tenth. Don't go back to the yeah. first one. You'll look like an ass. You'll make us look like an ass. The whole thing will be a waste well, of time. Well, if you want to hear us at our darkest, lowest point, go yeah. to uh, the hip-hop one. Oh, my God. Bruh. Yeah. I think that's the one that created our format because we realized that if we don't build boxes to throw the content through, we can't necessarily rely on a direct-to-video filmmaker yeah. to provide structure for us. Yep. Didn't stop us from texting Dale Rage Restigini that no. night, though. No. It's go true. number. Oh, uh, anyway, that actually brings us to our, our, our first thing I want to talk about. This is the year, the year in review. We both kind of att- approach this from different angles. Um, but uh, should we give some recommendations? Let's give some recommendations. Pass things along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, podcasts that we like. Yes. That you should check out. Uh, I picked one. Anthony picked one. Then we have a mutual. Yes. Um, we're the, we're the couple that's like we like family movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I can edit that out. That's fine. Um, that's funny. Um, sorry. Uh, I would recommend something that Anthony put me onto. So this is actually just a qualified Anthony recommendation. I have not been doing much podcasting, um, but this podcast. I don't even want to say anything else about it other than it's Meet My Friends, the Friends, and it's hosted by Tom Sharpling of the Best Show Friends. Yes. Which is like a super long running, super smarty pants, yeah, rock and roll kind of uh, radio show, classic radio style, but now it became a podcast basically. Yeah, and he started a Friends recap podcast where he watches <laughs> every single episode of the show Friends and talks about it. And all I can say is start from the beginning. That's all Anthony and told listen me. to at least six. Yep. Because yeah. you won't yes. realize what the jokes are until you really marinate in this. Yes. But each episode is only about eleven minutes long, yes. so it's yes. not like a big time drain. Not a huge investment, and I and I cannot recommend it highly enough. If yeah, if you listen to podcasts yeah. at all, it's a uh, you don't even need a passing knowledge of Friends, though. You'll be surprised at the way you're like, oh wait, I am. Like loosely aware of these yes. things in the recesses of my brain. Like I, I recommended it to my sister, who is a diehard Friends fan. She falls asleep to Friends. She was just at Friends trivia last night. Okay. And she lost, and she was convinced that the person who won was cheating, like, to the <laughs> point where she wants to like open and investigate. And um and and literally our entire text chain is just about things that happened on Meet My Friends. It's so good. It is. The theme song is perfect. <laughs> Not too long. It's never too long. It's so good that the it's just great. It's just great. Um, okay, that's my recommendation. It's a delight. Um, my podcast that I really like is the Brunigs. Uh, Elizabeth Brunig is a editor for the Washington Post. Um, she's 
from like Arlington, Texas, and is an academic and is like a very progressive, like bordering on communist, uh, but is also like a Catholic. So like there's a certain amount of like flyover state logic that she's dealing with on top for like Catholic guilt. And her husband is this guy that's on the spectrum that uh, runs the People's Policy like Project. Actually, on the spectrum, actually on the, yeah. there's a whole episode about it. And he runs the People's Policy Project, which is like essentially one of the more popular Patreon uh, that you can contribute to. And it's like all policy wonkery, where the idea is he'll figure out like, oh, this seems like a reason why people may want to, for instance, undergo college debt forgiveness. But college debt forgiveness only reaches like X, Y, and Z uh, demographics. So you're actually being counterproductive to your goals. So it may make more sense to do X, Y, and Z. But the reason he runs this Patreon is because he kept getting in Twitter fights with like weird neoliberal like establishment figures where he would just talk a bunch of shit in part because he's like, like really on top of things. Super sharp. Yeah, but also in part because since he's on the spectrum, he doesn't realize that, like, if you talk a bunch of shit to, like, the former, like, plan chief of staff for, like, Hillary Clinton 2016, that there's a certain kind of centrist that's going to be like, you can't talk to a woman on the internet like that. It's like, no, I'm talking to a finance employee on the internet like that. Um, no guile and like it's just very very yeah yeah and because they're married it's like this her voice is really deadpan so she sounds like lilith from cheers oh the god yeah and like watching those two talk it's like a really fun they turned me on to my new favorite uh baked tv show which is undercover boss awesome okay yeah so you're watching like the undercover boss where like they run like a popeye's or, like, they just want it Hooters, where, like, this guy makes, like, girls that are in the Hooters uniform, like, eat, like, plates of baked beans with their hands duct taped behind their back. Oh and he has no idea that that's horrifying on, like, 15 different levels. And, like, the CEO of Hooters is sitting there with, like, mustache nose glasses <laughs> yeah. trying not to, like, out himself yeah. as, like, a board member for Hooters. And it's fascinating. They described it as, like, accidental Marxist agitprop because the entire thing is you're just watching things where it's, like, these people work very, very hard. And, like, these people meaning, like, the underclass that are there and their entire lives are just shitty and they're underpaid and everything sucks. And then at the end they give them, like, a $2,500 community college scholarship, yeah. not realizing that every person in that company works hard yeah. with, like, few exceptions. Yeah, they always pick one person and they, like, give them a car at the end. Yeah. Seriously, you can get to your Hooters job easy. It's unbelievable. Like, cool. there's the Hoot uh, the Popeyes one is great because they have, like, janitors that are actually purchasing their own cleaning supplies. Like, things that, like, Funny, should violate state labor law. laws. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, they just basically turn me on to things where, like, they're just sitting there as, like, the super wholesome couple with their, like, two-year-old daughter and they don't, like, drink or anything. Yeah. And they're just, like... Yeah, they're Sounds like, like a nice time to spend, nice way to spend your week. Yeah, with, with a nice couple of folks. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice like if if the wife is uh, going to sleep and I'm trying to like have a drink and like play old Nintendo games, yep. I can put that on and like the tone of it is very calming. Calming, but at the same time, it's all about like setting everything on fire and starting over, which is sort of my uh yeah. Well, that is interesting. It is sometimes nice to spend just spend time with some, some nice sounding folks. In, in your case, they are. Pretty fired up. Yeah. That maybe I need to throw another recommendation for Canadianity. 
<laughs> the Taggart and Torrance podcast. Taggart and Torrance is great. Because after Anthony's bachelor party, I was feeling pretty fragile. And, and I listen to this podcast a lot. The drummer from Our Lady Peace and... Uh, Who are an underrated band. Yeah, I, I guess they're all right. I didn't really have a lot of time with them. But, uh, as far as if you gunned ahead have to listen to a rock band from 1998... Oh, I assure you, you could do worse. Either local H or or yeah. Lady Peace, but uh, but yeah, and uh, Jonathan Torrance, who's apparently like a who is a Canadian national treasure. Yeah, uh, he played uh, gay rock on on Trailer Park Boys, and they're just these fine Canadian gentlemen just talking, and yeah. having fun. And much like Meet My Friends, the Friends, the more you listen to, the more it pays off because yeah. you get a feel for their bits. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, and, and in true, uh, it's the real fashion, the one that we feel the strongest about, but are only going to mention fourth. Uh, no chorus. Fucking yeah, the uh, follow him if you haven't. If yeah. you don't know, we have a you know a love affair with this man, this this beautiful Irish man. Uh, he's not Scottish. <laughs> no matter how much Anthony's foreign I policy is <laughs> shitty, but he has a a brilliant podcast called All Units. Uh, it's incredible. The the general structure is that he dissects the thriller, the the concept of or the, the genre of thriller, of thrillers. But um, he also has these interim podcasts that we did not steal this idea from. Whatever <laughs> called uh, come in all units that are like more general. Uh, he gets to talk about things that he's missed on the um, on the main podcast. There's a um, number of them that are incredible. That's, that's the one that blows his mind. He's constantly yeah. emailing me about it. There's a recent one about uh, what dog shit streaming media is that I really enjoy. Nice. But the one that I've been like evangelizing recently is there's one about parasocial relationships, okay. which the concept is like people that listen to, let's say, this podcast at work that know a lot about like our personal lives that would like hear our voice in a room and be like, oh, my God. You guys are bodega box office and have all these opinions because it's like they've been talking to us all the time, uh-huh. but we don't know who they are. Yeah. Like, it's a very one-sided relationship. That's, that's a parasocial relationship. And this brilliant woman had made, like, a video essay that's two and a half hours long or whatever, and he spoke to her at great length. And it was unbelievable. And the video essay is incredible, too, if you just want to cut out the middleman and YouTube parasocial relationships. But you shouldn't because Sean is a genius, and yes. he is... The quintessential man that would just feed you people like this that are incredibly insightful. All units uh, and at no chorus on Twitter, and then also I think it's come in all units. Yeah. On Twitter, uh, it's yeah, absolutely listen to it. I fucked up because I I thought I was gonna try and watch all the movies he talked about, and uh, I stopped doing that about a year ago because. Uh, yeah, jokes on you, yeah. fucking uh, Filmstruck doesn't exist anymore. I know, man. I was killing it there for a minute, but uh, and then I also really cut down my podcast. So these yeah. these recommendations are extremely uh, important to us. Um, yo, so take a little break and come back and talk about uh, movies. Certainly, let's. We got some movies to recommend. We'll be right back. I'm gonna be honest before honest. I'll keep it one thousand. Listen, you can walk on me, baby. You can walk on me. You think I'm not grand wishes, you think I'm not hungry and now 
Okay, so we weren't going to go through and give you an exhaustive list of like every movie we've ever seen this year. Especially because we enjoyed like nine of the 11 movies I we mean, watched. Personally, because I think your list would just be what? Gotti, 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 and Gotti? I mean, that's fair. That's and fair. what? Uh, Cannibal Run and the uh, the Murakami short film you saw. Yeah, how was that, by the way? Uh, it was cool. It was yeah. cool. It had uh, what's his name, Steve Yoon, who is also in uh, Sorry to Bother You, which oh, yeah. I would imagine will come up later. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, it was interesting. And it was cool to go to Quad Cinema. I had never yeah. been there before. Rest in power. Uh, it's still going strong for now. I think uh, they might have bought some time as everyone should, by printing the name of the snitch that thought their theater was Hell too loud. Yeah. Yeah, if you're some prick that thinks that you can fucking get on the phone and shut down cool shit because you are imagining it's too loud you in your fucking foyer or whatever, or whatever yep. uh, yeah, there should be a newspaper that publishes your fucking name and ideally your family's names and like your place of business and social security number and all that shit. Your children's school schedule. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully That's also how I think you can fix police brutality. Ah. Every time a police officer fucks up, if you print their family's address. Because that's the problem, is police fuck up, and when police are doing right, everyone's like, I support the police, and then they fuck up. We're like, it's just one bad apple, which A, uh, belies a fundamental misunderstanding of that metaphor. Uh, it only takes one. But also B, it's like, yeah, no, where's your accountability now? You should have to preemptively be like, if my fucking nephew fucks my shit up by planting drugs on somebody, I'm going to fucking kick his ass myself. That's a yes. much better way to fix American police. It takes a village to whoop somebody's ass, but it also takes a village to dox somebody and yeah. ruin their life and order pizzas for their fucking. It's dirt. true. Make make the surveillance state work that. for you. Of I course you're not, not coward. Absolutely. Yeah. Not. You also wouldn't jump sides in the race war. You're always on the wrong side I, of these I things. I plan on being the first one against the wall. <laughs> this was supposed to be the easy part of the night. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, I got a little list here. Okay. Um, but give me two. What are your two favorite movies you watched this favorite year? Favorite films that we've watched for this podcast. This year this of all year. time? Okay. This year. Um, uh, Good Time. Okay. Fucking love that one. Yeah, we watched that with Sean, correct? That movie is out of control good. I, I want to rewatch it. Right now. Yeah, it's, it's like got, uh... Robert Pattinson. Robert pa I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who knew? I was going to say Harry Potter and or Twilight is what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Safety Brothers, like, you know, it's amazing. And I love that it's, like, it's becoming a springboard for them to make, like, crazier and crazier films. Yeah. On a bigger and bigger budget. It was really, really good. I fucking love it. Um, and uh, Bad Lieutenant Portacol, New Orleans. That was on my list. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. That was one really Incredible. Caught me completely off guard. Shout out to Scout Tafoya, who's yeah. also great on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Follow him at Honor Zombie. Um, but yeah, uh, it was, that was one that the internet will always tell you is like a crazy movie that you need to see. And it's like, I always am so suspicious of shit like that yeah. because it's never good. But, um, which yeah. also reminds me, um, I'm only saying it on the episode so we don't forget, but, uh, Chapo Trap House is screening Starship Troopers That's cool. at Lincoln Center. That's cool. So yeah, I wanted to remind you. I would you. love to see it. I haven't seen that in a minute, actually. Yeah, and love. Chrisman is like a film guy. Oh, so cool. like they no. used to do like a film podcast with love. him and Amber Lee Frost. Love to go see that. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, for Bad Lieutenant Portacol, New Orleans. Holy so great. good. Exhibit. Exhibit's marvelous. So good. Feruza Balk dug up from God knows oh, yeah. where. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and Nick Cage obviously. 
Yeah. So good. Yeah, and it was a great time hanging out with Scout. Yeah, no. I really liked my alien joke. Like, yeah, it was a lot of and, fun. Go back he, and listen to that That's an interesting podcast because he knows every reference Ryan makes and is also like a weird anarchic psychopath like myself. Yeah. And uh, he was prepared to drink all of our combined amount of beers. Yeah. So that was just like a seven-hour marathon session. Yeah. But I am so thrilled that I watched that movie. He's got a louder laugh than you. Too. Yeah. Almost as loud. So it was a lot of editing fun for, for old, <laughs> old Ryan in the booth there. Nice. No, but that was great. Go back and listen to that episode. That was, that was fun. Yeah. Um, my, I really loved This is the Life. The uh, yes, Ava DuVernay. Too. Yeah. Um, it's for those of you that did not catch that episode. It was a documentary about the good life, a sort of L.A. freestyle cafe back in the day where like freestyle fellowship and a lot of other really great rappers from back then all got their start. And now that she's like an actual full on filmmaker, she went back and edited a lot of footage that she just took as a rapper herself to document that scene, which was yeah. really fun, cool. Uh, and there's a lot of people, too, that you see, like, where you're like, Ganja K was a guy I always knew as, like, a footnote. And then seeing that shit, I was like, fucking release those tapes of, yeah. like, what he was going to do to make the Chronic fucking a year before the Chronic. Like, and shit it, like that. That was super cool. And it brought into my life one of the Ryan plays this song until his ears bleed uh, tracks that it's rare that it happens to me that anymore is Pistol Grip Pump. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm. Volume 10. Mm. Oh, that song is just... Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, that, but I also think that's one of our better episodes, too. Yes. Because it's got a ton of music. It's really illustrative. We found a great way to just like include a lot of music to, to back up the conversation. And it's not that long. I, that's a good one. Everything like, came out really well with that. Yeah. Um, normally, this is where I'd say Sorry to Bother You, which is incredible. Yeah, I think we're both obviously going to say that. But thankfully, that's a movie that everyone else sort of got around to. Yes. So Boots Riley succeeded so well, he doesn't need our fucking rinking and yes, operation promoting him. People fucking like that movie. Yeah. It's so good. It was really cool. It's nominated for, I believe, a couple like of the fringe Oscars. Is it? I believe so. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I'm actually speaking out of pocket here. So, uh, yeah, we'll Google it and edit it out for, if I'm a liar. Um, yeah, no, the other one that I was going to say... With all due respect to Paper Soldiers, which I love, and Biker Boys, which I love, yeah. and Wild Style, which is a classic, I could not believe how much I liked Roll Bounce, oh. <laughs> which is a great episode. Adam King, uh, at Adam King XV, yeah. uh, was a marvelous guest, and I was just shocked at how much. It's like sort it's of like time. ATL, but better in a weird way. I, I th- I think I like ATL better, but okay. I did enjoy Roll Bounce. ATL is a better rap movie, yeah. but Roll Bounce, I think, like at no point does it ever let up. No, you're right. It it really was a a blast. Uh, my final one is uh, the Superfly one. That was a lot of fun, Dude, and the first that. disc of that made my uh, list of albums I really loved. Sick. Yeah. 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 Second disc is trash. You're sus. You're wrong. <laughs> uh, it's great. Got Bangladesh and Lil John on it. I don't know what's wrong with you. You're out of your it's mind. It's 2018, and there's a mind. ninth wonder beat with Smith and Wesson. You're out of like. your mind. That's amazing. Why? What does the time have to do with anything? It's great. Um, no, Again. I thought it was great. No, that that movie. You can't spell rap without AARP and Warnberg's <laughs> house. Yeah, I really am too cool. I have a I have a buck 'em down record right here that I was writing. That you were using as a fucking <laughs> hard surface yep. to take notes on yep. earlier. That's how 
I write my notes on old Black Moon. Um, no, dude, uh, I thought they nailed it with that remake. That was a blast. And you know, sometimes movie, movies yeah. either get better or worse in your mind. It's just gotten better and better for me because so yeah. many things about it were good and fun and entertaining. The I dug it. Awesome. And Big Bank Black is a fucking revelation as yeah. an actor in that movie. Like, give him all the Oscars. And whoever designed the fucking costumes in that movie, give them the, all the Oscars. Yeah. If there's any justice in the world. It was really great. The Snow Patrol will get their Oscar. Yes. Yeah, it was great. And then I have, like, kind of a bonus category. Uh, best film with the great guest with the worst movie that we did was The Mortician. Oh, yes. Starring A film starring Method Man in a serious role, a little bit of an Oscar bait. Uh, on the spectrum kind of performance and uh, like a little bit of a Sean Penn and I am Sam. Yeah. And uh, like we, being there sort yeah, of a little bit, but we had uh which uh, I'm sure that sounds interesting to people, but don't watch it. Yeah. It's, it's not good. Dull. Do not watch it. It fucking sucks. And it's it's not that it sucks. It's that a movie that's not that great normally has some action in it, or this was so mundane that it just, it was a dry, Two hours. Yeah, and it's in 3D. It, it, it was shot yeah. in 3D, which is unreal. Yeah, well, which again, if you're going to watch like w- Megaran, our guest, so cool. So fucking but cool. it's fascinating to be sitting there watching a movie. You're just like, yeah, no, we're just going to have a complete stranger over and watch <laughs> this movie that I don't have one fucking word to say. I know, it could have gone so badly. And like he came in, he had already watched it. And he was he was a delight. Just yes. A fucking gentleman. And also was the inspiration for me modding my Wii. So, oh, yeah. yeah, the fact that I'm currently trying to beat River City Ransom again. Thank you, Mega Ran. Yeah, a 36 year old man just got his toys back. <laughs> it's true. It's Very true. It is a beautiful thing. Uh, all right, so should we come back and uh, talk about what are we going to do next? A little music? I think new that's music. a marvelous all right, idea. Cool. We'll be right back. I was raised in the hood, called what the death, where the brothers in the hood be shippless. So I rest defense on my ligaments, twist the grip, pump for my life, risking it, no life giving it, never giving it back, too late for slipping, so slack, oh, and so my life is on your lips, I'm trashed I still dip, more slick, but pump butts, and I'm saying, ain't no question who the man is, in my civic and in this showbiz, I should fool, I can fool, come on, what you say, I think you take care of all you other Liked this year. I mean, originally we we're going to talk about like uh, this new Swiss Beats album that in 2018, if Anthony Barker hits you up and says, "Hey, there's a Swiss Beats solo album that you should check out," 
you should block off 30 minutes and check out a few songs. It's really crazy, um, right? It's weird as fuck. Yeah, it's good because Swiss Beats has never been my favorite producer no. by any stretch of the imagination because it's all canned horns and yeah. whistles and shit. And like, He's that kid in Mighty Ducks screaming. that uh, hits one out of every four shots. <laughs> the kid who can't stop. No, yeah, that's also fair. Yeah, and like I, I just don't. I sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and especially when one of your new bits has been roasting him for making the uproar beat, which is just <laughs> yeah, special delivery, special delivery beat, and people don't know that G Dep exists. Yeah, which is tragedy. Yeah, exactly. But the uh, G Dep free him, um, and Shine from Belize or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure Shine is arrested. In some capacity, yeah, incarcerated in some capacity. Um, but um, yeah. So there's this Poison record, which is fucking weird. It's every rapper should make a Kanye record, and this is certainly Swiss Beats' Kanye record. But it's like really sample based. It's not like uh cheesy horn samples and stuff like the usual Swiss Beats, except yeah. for the last song, which is the Swiss Beatsiest of Swiss Beats songs. Yeah. Uh, it's Swiss Montana, the song with him in French <laughs> Montana. <laughs> And they play. They fucking cream themselves on Hot 97 over this song. Right oh, now. I can only imagine. Oh, it's insane. They love this song. But the rest of the tracks, like the Nas track, is really wild and good. It's the and, only um, good Nas verse I've heard in a while. I know. The, I was really surprised by that. That was the first one I checked out when you told me that. The Thug verse is really good. The Kendrick and the Locks song so weird. is good. By the way, I'm looking over your shoulder and seeing a Chic Lucha album. Oh, yeah. No, I found that in the uh, in the loading dock in my old apartment. Nice. Is I that the one that has Welcome to D-Block, Mighty Mighty D-Block no, on it? No, it's just a single. Oh, okay. It's a single. It's uh, Walk With Me. That's fair. Oh, is it, it's an album. Uh, no, it's kind of. It's not really an album. What like is this? Album sampler. What, what, is, what is this? What's going on here? Jay Hood's on two songs. Nice. Yeah. Oh, Sheik Lucha. He was so nice to me when we met. Um, anyway, so I guess check out Poison by Swizz Beats. It's interesting. Yeah. I uh, There's a lot. This is, I us, mean, this is the us talking about new music portion of the Yeah, it's, it's Carter Five-esque where you're like, I'm really glad there's some flexing being done. This is somebody that has earned a victory lap. But at the same time, it's not all good. The difference is when you hear Carter Five being like a 90-minute mess, you also can be like, well, Dedication 6, Parts 1 and 2 were also this year and like just have the verses without the mess. Yeah. Where Swiss Beats instead became like an auteur and didn't release anything from his vault and then focused on making this really weird, like, handcrafted, like... And again, the fact that it's sample-heavy. Yeah. Is the thing that really got me. Yeah, that's a guy that, like, I wasn't convinced had every key on his Casio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He does the fucking... Burr, 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 burr. That, that yeah. was working. That was working overtime. But no, I, I don't know. And I liked Carter 5. I, I did. It's uh, it's cool to see Wayne back, and it's better than Carter 4. But, like, it's also... And much of Carter 3. It's not as good as Carter 3, but it doesn't have the low points Carter 3 has. But it's also like it's a hodgepodge and it's from like it's very tough for a rap album to have songs spanning about five different years of studio recordings. Yeah, that is weird to turn out. Um, And it just yeah, it's I don't know who it's for. Well, it's for people who are waiting for just Wayne to just go off. But it's that it's a weird subset of that where it's people that are waiting for Wayne to go off that were either too young or too late to get into the good Wayne. 
Like, it's people that are like, I wish Wayne would go back to just eating shit alive the way he did on, like, John 316. Where, like, for those of us that were there, like, it's really tough to consider the high point that he's trying to ape. Yeah, but he's being blacking out again in the, yeah. in, in the booth. But you're right. The songs that he's doing it on are weird as fuck. Like, that... I always play people now that um, Let It Fly, the song with Travis Scott, okay. which is, why the fuck? Yeah. Which is also weird that one of my favorite singles of this year was Sicko Mode. I'm fucking fucked up. Yeah. Um, Although, shout out to Mike Dean, uh, because Travis Scott is definitely the Emperor's new clothes, and all that yeah. shit is fucked, but Mike Dean is like a fucking rap legend that's been making fucking music since 1990, and everything he touches is fucking incredible. And at some point, he was just like, you know, here's how I'm going to retire. I'm going to just, I bet Travis Scott is broke in five years because it would not surprise me if Mike Dean gets 80% of that publishing. And shout out to Nicki Minaj for being like, yo, he didn't sell 300,000 albums. He sold, sold 300,000 sweaters. Yeah. Because that's how we sell music now. That's anyway, fair. Yeah. No, like, uh, I, I think Sickle Mode's great. And I love the idea of like a, like a, fucking collage of an album like, yeah. i love life of pablo and like i love that that's what World is but i don't listen to it yeah i just don't i'm too fucking old and i whatever but um travis scott on this let it fly track if you skip the first minute and a half of the song and you get to the weirdest wayne verse i've ever mm-hmm. heard it's unbelievable yeah no that's like a weird aspect of rap this year was there was a lot of things that like were executed poorly that were done by people we generally respect, like Kanye fucking up every album release except Pushes, yep. uh, Ray Shrem making a triple album for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, I just all really, even fucking Culture 2, the Migos thing, yeah. where they're just like, everybody love culture, why don't we just do like a double mixtape drop as an album, and that has heat on it, but it's just like a vault clearing exercise. After uh, super groups and concept albums, the one thing I hate more than anything is double albums. Yeah. Brevity. But I do like I did like Stir Fry. Stir Fry was dope. Yeah. Cool yeah, there's like cool shit on there, but yeah. it again, it was like that I had to have a different time. list. Yeah, it was like best rap of 2018, and then notable weird semi failure projects. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, hit me with a couple from your your best of. All right. Um, you had Gangin' to. and Gangin' 2, both by S-O-B-R-B-E. That's one that I wish I listened to more of, because every time I hear one of their shit, it's just like, oh, these kids are fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's all really great, and now they're, like, not even... It sounds like from Twitter three months ago, they're not going to put shit out again, but also that's how Twitter works, especially because yeah. they're, like, young. That, like, they might have made up and broken up three times over. Okay. But at the very least, Gangin' and Gangin' 2 were fucking awesome. Um, I continue to advocate all the OMBPZ. Yeah. Uh, that's all really, really excellent. And, like, Sacramento and, like, Mobile, Alabama are, like, two regions that I like watching, like, Venn diagram overlap of. Yeah. And I saw him live. Was that this year? Um, that sound might have been last year. Yeah. Um, time's crazy. Yeah. Time is, time (laughs) is a flat circle. Um, and then there's a bunch of other shit that's all great that we're going to tweet out, uh, as far as like the O3 Greedo shit we talked about in a different episode. 
Starlito's always great. Future's great. The new Earl Sweatshirt's great. Uh, we'll tweet the whole thing out. Uh, Mac Miller's last album, which he's always was always a genius. Um, not always. He was a genius once. He worked hard to become a uh-huh. great rapper. Yeah. Um, but this is a weird one that when I was going back through the list for this episode that I forgot he put an album out. Um, Rich Homie Kwan. Oh, what? Rich awesome. Homie Kwan love him. was so good for so long. He like really flowered on that like Rich Gang the Tour mixtape, yep. which is really only available on like Dat Piff and live mixtapes because they haven't even figured out who owns what things to put it on fucking Spotify for 11 cents, a fucking million spins or whatever. But he finally figured his contract shit out and was able to put out a record. Nice. And everyone just moved on. Yeah, they're like, uh, Rich Homie Wham? Yeah, it like just nobody gave a shit. And it's not like earth shattering or whatever, but like I, much like every list I make at the end of every year has currency on it, it's like that kind of thing where you're yeah. just like, oh, I'd like to think that whenever Rich Homie Kwan comes back, it'll be really good. Yeah. And yeah, no, it was just you put out something that was like an eight out of 10. That's your really your cool. So, you run for president. Yeah. Listen to Rich Homie Kwan. Yeah, him and oh, the other uh, rapper like that, uh, Hustler. Hustler fucking came out of nowhere with, like, the first fucking, like, full-length project he's put out since, like, I moved to New York or whatever. Wasn't there a guy, and this is going to sound so racist, but it's not. Wasn't there a guy who worked at Popeye's whose name was Hustler? I do not recall that. Bala. Bala, yes. Okay, Jesus Christ, sorry. That's yeah, B-A-L-L-A. Okay, okay, okay. That's fair. Sorry. That actually, now that you've said Bala, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I can see that. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope Bala's out there thriving. Yes, yeah, it was like the first two years I lived in Bushwick was Bala worked at Popeyes you and were he was my guy. Popeyes because yeah. before you figured out your diet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, eating a lot of fucking uh, three piece Louisiana tenders <laughs> meals back then. Tenders. Yeah, but yeah, there was a bunch of good shit out this year. NBA YoungBoy put out like four projects. Mozzie continued to thrive. Vince Staples oh, yeah. FM was really good. That's one that I'm like, it's appointment listening, but I want to make sure I'm like sitting. Yeah. Because right, I love Vince. Kevin Gates got out and oh, released yes. an album. Uh, the E-40 Gift of Gab. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. There's a song on that record called Denny's. And shout out to restaurants that would let you smoke inside in high yes. school. I mean, I'm old enough to remember like a smoking section of McDonald's. Yeah. Inside. That's fair. And the, well, the Arby's was the last, the last one in our neighborhood. Okay. But I, I think this is one of my favorite E for me, <laughs> E for me, E forty performances because of, um, because of the ad libs. Okay. Are just like, they're perfect. Yeah. Um, let's listen to it. How's that sound? Sounds divine. Okay. Antibiotics and narcotics. This land is ran by robots. My torpedoes, they got dreadlocks. Pockets stretched like Botox. Fresh about the halfway. Right back to pushing PayPay. Got my jewelry out of Lelway. My plug made me a Dene's. Micro Draco AK. I'll get you out the window. My auntie name is Bebe. About her, I don't plin that. Clientele and clean out. I had it in the drin out. Honey badgers on the lookout. Turn your body to a cookout. 
My plug made me a Dennis. 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 Antibiotics and narcotics. Lean. This land is ran by robots. Machine. My torpedoes, they got dreadlocks. Wool. Pockets stretched like Botox. Cool. Nasal candy for the Nizzos. Nastro. My children need some school clothes. Costco. Still eat top ramen noodles. Carbs. Processed sugar and hot fructose. Starch. Might overdose on glucose. Sweets. It's cold out here, need Metamuso. Streets. That's why we clicked up with our Usos. Muscle. You see the pain up in our pupils. Struggle. My rifle is a Keltec. Blah. I bless you when your Nizek. Ow. If you disrespect Zek. Wow. VS2's up in my Putek. Bitch. My plug made me a Dennis. 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 Second version. I think I only played it. Yeah, that's completely fair. It's, uh, yeah, I love that E40 releases things in, like, triple album blocks, but this time he's like, why don't I just put out an album every month and a half? Which, I don't even know if that's a better or worse strategy for what he does. All I know is E40's way better than everyone I know at making money. Yeah. Like, yeah, if E40 thinks he's doing the right thing, that's great, and if not, uh, yeah, he's playing with house money at this point, because he's fucking selling that Mangascato and (laughs) fucking went platinum half dozen times and And all that other shit. Yeah. Oh, shouts to Devin the Dude who just dropped a beer. Nice. Yeah, but he, like, he partnered with some, like, real, like, highfalutin beer snob company to get it done. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's that snobby beer bar in Greenpoint, Torse. Yeah. They have it. Really? How fucking weird. We're going to have to like record an episode of Torst or yes, something. Yes, we got to go to Torst. I went to Torst for some reason. It was I my don't remember birthday. why. We went to Torst. Oh, okay. That's why. So, like, went there before. That explains all of it. What are you saying? I'm a douchebag? No, I'm saying that I uh, anticipate directions scaring me, so I triple look up every detail I'm given before a party. Mm. That would explain why I remember Taurus as opposed to just stumbling into it blindly and never learning the name of it. Yeah, that'd be funny if you did find yourself there. And yeah. like, and I you- never leave a place that I've never been and go, that place is great. I should learn the name. I just say, that place is great. We'll call it Wednesday. And then stumble <laughs> into the train and hope to make it home alive. I'll drop a pin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got him fired up. It's my fault. It happens. Yeah. It happens. That's, that's Maceo. That's my puppy yeah yeah, He's yeah. ryan's off that box wine yeah teasing the dog during the e40 right yeah that's what happens <laughs> in the true spirit of e40 but yeah, those ad libs. Oh my god. Yeah, he's such a joy. Uh, I really like that he put that record out with Be Legit, which oh, is cool. Yeah, it was like uh, February, I think. It's like a double disc. It was more just like a thing they'd been wanting to do. Okay. It is better than his collaboration with Too Short, but worse than a solo e40 album. Okay. But also, it's just cool. Yeah. Be legit's been fucking making records with him since like 1988. They're fucking blood relatives. Yeah. And like, yeah, they're just going to fucking put it out and that's like a way to listen to more E40. And Be legit's got a great voice too. I really like Be legit. Yeah. Every time I hear him. But you you are the one who listens to all the E40. Yeah. You, you are I try. Yeah. Uh, you're but like- it's like Gucci where I've heard every fucking molecule of it and then people are like, my favorite song is, and they name something like that they like know really the well because they've the heard it over and over. And the, yeah. No, not even that. It'll just be like they know one song they stumbled oh, into that yeah. they love, and I'll be like, I, I got to 
tell you the truth, like I've heard everything four times and I know what albums I like, but beyond that, like I, I don't know song names. I don't know. I just know that like I can sit around and listen to 24 hours of E40 in a row and never get bored. That's when you got to go sing it. Yeah. Yeah. Sing it. <laughs> that, that turns out well in white it people conversations. Oh, it yeah. always works. Yeah. Uh, what a what's next? You oh my what, god! Uh, hoops. Yeah, low key NBA transactions. I really like. Ooh. Uh, one of like? them. Yeah. Okay. One of them I felt really bad. Yeah, it's really easy to shit on fucking Mello going to Houston and then losing Trevor Reza as a result or whatever. Um, that's where he went. Yeah. They lost him in that whole. Well, they traded him to Atlanta to create cap space and get Dennis Schroeder of all people, mm. and then they bought out. Mello, and then he went. The plan was for Mello to be the new Ryan Anderson, but okay. yeah, he couldn't even do that. That's he could not be a six eleven, hundred ninety pound white guy that shoots threes and can't play defense. Yeah, they, they he's still technically, I think, a Houston Rocket. I think they just told him to go home. He is. Yeah, he doesn't suit up, or he doesn't even like sit on the sideline in street clothes. Yeah, because I, I I watched the Wolves beat the Rockets recently. Nice, which was a moral victory. Yeah, our new squad is. Fire. You've got uh yeah, Bob Covington. Please call him Bob forever. It's so good. <laughs> uh it's actually funny because that's my first uh note is something that I noticed yesterday. I don't know if you caught uh yesterday's uh Timberwolves game. No, I've been catching up and watching every single one. I just finished the Charlotte game. You missed a great game fine. from uh Bielitza. The oh. Kings ate the Timberwolves no, lunch. No, really? They looked oh. so good. The Kings are on fire. And it's like all Willie Cauley Stein, who knows how to cut to the basket and run around, was basically stuck playing power forward because they only had front court players in Sacramento. And the one good thing that Vlade Divac has ever done is when Bielitsa signed with Philly and then got cold feet and decided he wanted to uh, go play in Serbia again. He got a phone call from Vlade. It's like, no, why didn't you come be the stretch four? And then we'll have Willie Cauley Stein just be like the athletic rim running center. Yep. And they're so much fun. They're like above 500 still. And Damn. they're the Kings. They're trash. Oh, uh, man. I want to watch. I want to watch Professor. The Professor. Win. Yeah. And they have like that. a weird, like sort of like juggalo adjacent center court. Oh, man. Yeah. Everything about a Kings broadcast is actually pretty delightful. Their fans and their weird cowbell bullshit. And they washed the Wolves. Yeah. they oh. not. I was, like, sitting there super baked watching them kick the shit out of the Wolves because I was watching. Uh, it was Toronto Golden State. And I was like, I'm going to go to bed before the end of Toronto Golden State, but I'll watch the end of this during this halftime and then just go to bed. Mm-hmm. And it was just this, a combination of them scoring a shitload of points running around on defense with their youth and athleticism, but also it's perennially 1998 in Sacramento all the time. So they do like a weird crowd hype up thing. That's got like present day X-Pac, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall in their NWO shirts. A lot of technotronics and like, yeah. Bumping. Yeah. It's like, they're literally like, you know what the coolest shit ever is. It's like wrestling and like rap metal. And it's, yeah, it's the land that time PCW. forgot. Yeah. It's unfucking real. Okay. So you like the elites on, on the elites on the Kings, Brooke Lopez playing for the fucking veteran minimum on the bucks. Okay. That's where you're going. Yeah. He is essentially the stretch center that Giannis needed. So Giannis is playing a uh, power forward and they're incredible. They're really, really good. That's cool. And our, and my guy, Jason Smith, 
Yeah. Made it to the Bucks. He did. It was only a matter of time. The NBA's dad. It's yeah, because there was that weird trade for um the guy Rodney Hood. Oh, okay. Yeah, Rodney Hood moved around. All right. Uh Julius Randle on the Pelicans. Don't know shit about him. Uh he was like the stud power forward that also could play center but was in LA. And LA didn't have anyone playing defense. On the Clippers or No, he was uh in the Lakers and he didn't make sense with the like weird like retread roster they were trying to build to please LeBron. So he just like got out the side door and they're now running him and Miritich and Anthony Davis in like a three guys that are forward slash centers that all play 30 minutes a game just rotating. Oh, that's cool. And he's kicking the shit out of people. It's cool. fucking awesome. Uh, and then the Knicks uh, made a bunch of bad moves, but Mitchell Robinson, uh, rim-running center at 36, and Noah Vonley on a one-year contract, more than cancel out. 36? You no, know, they picked him 36. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. He was like a guy that like didn't play college basketball because he had like fucked up grades or something. Okay. But he's like 6'11 and can run a 40-yard dash in like four and a half seconds. Oh, shit. And has like a seven foot four wingspan. Well, what was Chris Stapps hurt or what? What? Uh, yeah, Chris Stapps tore his ACL last year. Oh, Jesus. So, and then uh, Can honorable. You tell me- I don't watch any other teams. Yeah, honorable mention goes to the uh, Nuggets, who are currently first in the or third in the West, but uh, have a ton of injuries. So they signed Swaggy P for no reason. Uh, <laughs> so now Swaggy P is just showing off all the new winter clothes he had to buy on sad Instagram. That he's in Denver now. It's really fun. He He said that when he got called by the GM, they asked him if he was in shape, and he jokingly pretended to be 260 pounds, (laughs) and then started laughing. He's like, no, 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 I'm training. I I, have to work it out. Yeah, trust me. (laughs) Trust me. So, yeah. Sick. I love that. Weird uh, NBA free agency shit that uh, is good, but that's only noticed by complete psychopaths. It's got to be part of our every uh, every office hours. We yeah, talk about fucking hoops because we skipped the uh, um, league preview this year because I was fucking we did. We didn't really fucking it. busy. I know I was thinking about it, but uh, I'm glad we. I mean, I'm glad we didn't like like push it because that's a lot of time. Yeah, that's a big. That thing. was a six hour event. Yes, that yeah. Was very Though we got a lot of good feedback from people that were interested in Julius Randall befriending a turtle at the Milwaukee Zoo. Oh, that's. I thought it wasn't Julius. I thought it was Giannis. No, Julius oh. Randle. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, Sweet. or not Julius Randle. Um, who's the guy that the Bulls just signed? Not oh. Julius Randle. The guy that was also on Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. He's trash. The Bulls signed him for like two years, $40 okay. Million, okay. and he's garbage. But he was on uh, the Bucks and played college basketball for Duke uh-huh. and just doesn't know how to speak to people. So he started going to the zoo all the time because he was turtle. lonely and he befriended the turtle. Yeah. Who doesn't love a turtle? I do remember that story. That was beautiful. Yeah, so what's the palate cleanser thing that will allow everybody to forget about how <laughs> boring NBA free agency well, is? Well, don't worry. I'm going to warn everybody in the opening that that's going to happen. So they can just go yeah. ahead and ride that 15-second button. Um, what, uh, what, yeah, what is it? We got to talk about... What is it? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you have something else to talk about before... Uh, that's yeah. it. Oh, my God. I'm done. Yeah. It's, I mean, it... Hold on, let's take a break. That's fair. I told him no, I just bought into why he gonna tell me I paid too much for this motherfucker. <laughs> I thought this motherfucker hit me though. I don't really give a damn. Hey, I got these diamonds on my chain, tunnel vision on my brain, I'm just focused. Hey, no dollar to my name in a trap, making plays, I just sold you. Whoa. And with this shit, I 
not play no game, right? That be like I'm insane, I need a chauffeur. Hey. <laughs> Misunderstand, ain't understood. The closer he been to the hood, what's the motive? Whoa, yeah. Front 4080 in that room, I heard he slip when he told me. Got this beef from Eyeball, yeah, you know they deal, they didn't go. I been hustling, ain't no refund when I tip it, so. I don't trust none of these niggas, so I'm gripping my tool. Mama said, stay on your feet, so yeah, I tip in my shoes. I keep my eyes on they my wife when they whisper the move. Woke up this money, told my son, I roll, roll this one for you. I hit some money all of the tongue in the front of the shoe. Influent on they wanna live, just like me. Got property and own they home, just like me. Keep that money, save it up, and they gon' hate clearly. I couldn't afford it growing up, but never fade jury. Now I got these diamonds on my chain, tunnel vision on my brain, I'm just focused. Hey, no dollar to my name in a trap, making plays, I just sold it. And with this shit, I play no game, right? That beat like I'm insane, I need a chauffeur. Hey, misunderstand, ain't understood. The closer he been to the hood, what's the motive? I close my eyes and yeah, I speak from my soul. I keep that heater under my pillow cause I can't sleep when it cold. I can't fuck with none of these niggas, I be peeping they hoes. And I made it out the hood, I had to reach for my goal. I had to learn it by myself for when my teacher was gone. She said I never wouldn't be shit, but see my teacher was wrong. I know that karma coming back and yeah, you read what you sold. They thought my shit was gonna sink, I had to keep it afloat. They thought I went broke, but I was just saving up. I still ain't met my quota and I still ain't made enough. Keep that money, save it up, and they gon' hate clearly. I couldn't afford it growing up, but never fade jury. Now I got these diamonds on my chain, tunnel vision on my brain, I'm just focused. Hold no dollar to my name in a trap, making plays, I just sold. And with this shit, I play no game, right? That beat like I'm insane, I need a show. Hey. This is the political part. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I tried to, like, hone in on one worst governmental decision of 2018. Um, I mean, honorable mention to Bill de Blasio and Andrew Cuomo fucking hate each other. Uh, and they go out of their way to make their lives difficult, which the much... Enemy of my enemy is my friend. Does that mean you're a Bill de Blasio fan? I mean, given the two gun to head, I prefer de Blasio, but de Blasio also ain't shit. Yeah. Um... But it's more of an issue of think about all the fucking acrimony in like our federal government. And the only thing scarier than those two groups of fucking children not agreeing on anything is what they agree on. And it's always like the worst political decisions on earth. It's like, like what? I mean, it's generally like empowering finance or uh, being hard on crime or like trying to criminalize like the BDS movement. It's just all, whenever Republicans and Democrats agree, it's always fucked. And they the, do always agree on everything. The first time that Bill de Blasio and Andrew Cuomo have agreed in the last four years was on the Amazon thing, which is a complete fucking nightmare and is a complete Why fucking... Why is it a nightmare? I, I Explain this to me. Everybody's mad about it, and I, I don't know why. And at okay. this point, I'm afraid to ask. Um, essentially, in a public um, I mean, there's a, a laundry list of things. And again, this is just so honorable. No, Amazon is pitching or they've already it's happening. Yeah. They're bringing their HQ to or part of it to Long Island City. Yes. Uh, which, which is in Queens, which is in New York. Yeah. But it's like two subway stops out of Manhattan. And again, this is honorable mention. Um, I just more wanted to mention that he's such a piece. Our governor is such a piece of shit that I received as a wedding gift. 
Oh, a, you got it? Le- I haven't received it yet. I've been sent a picture, and Pete's going to bring it to me next time he sees me. It's yes. literally something from our corrupt governor if you pay, like, 80 no, bucks. you don't pay. No, you ask. You can't pay a government official to write you a letter. We'll look into it. You ask. No, I, I've, I've been involved in this from okay. the beginning. He asked me. He's like, how do I do this? I said, just ask. Okay, we'll see. No, you I, I'm cautiously. You can't listen. pay a government official to bless your wedding. That's insanity. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> he is like an no. all-time corrupt shithead. Yeah. Anyway, I hope that you are now party to corruption. Yeah, I'd love it. In Albany. Yeah, nothing. If the Buffalo Billions fucking investigation didn't take him down, I'd love for it to be my wedding. Oh That'd be such God, a cherry on top. So funny. How about you'd have a lot of time. Yeah. Um, but no, so anyway, the the general concept is there's, for instance, a uh, tax break that you get for doing things adjacent to a public housing project. So they're just going to pave uh. over like this land that everyone's already fighting over because that whole area is so gentrified. There's going to be two point five billion in tax breaks to bring in amazon and it's just like the high-priced developers which means that it's all people that like a could find jobs in new york otherwise without tax breaks and b are going to get flown in from like like it doesn't help new york to pay someone to interview from san jose and then fucking move here and begrudgingly live in queens for fucking two years they're gonna throw up a lot of those like uh pod style apartments where it's like a shared kitchen like a you know Basic, it's like a dorm. Yeah, they're building a helicopter pad. No, it's fucking um, uh, the thing from Sorry to Bother You. Yeah, Uh, it is the entire thing. That whole movie is just about what a prick Jeff Bezos is. Got it, yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah, that whole thing's fucked, honorable mention. No, the thing that's actually fucked the most to me, and this is like probably even less on the radar, but it's it's federal, so good for everyone that uh, doesn't live in New York. It's federable, too. Federable, also, yes. Roger Federer. Yeah. Um, One of the few bright spots of this year was Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez upsetting uh, Joe Crowley, uh, the fourth ranking Democrat in uh, fucking Congress in the Democratic primary. Uh, The New York Democratic Party is super corrupt and they go out of their way to like gerrymander really strange districts and have like really small voting windows. There's no same day voting. There's no remote voting. Uh, you can't vote by mail. All these things that are designed to just favor whoever has already been in power and enable the fucking institution to just propagate more and more shitheaded behavior. And Joe Crowley got fucking caught sleeping and had to abandon this fucking post as the caucus chair of the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. So the person that runs is Barbara Lee. Barbara Lee is fucking HBIC. She's like the coolest woman in Congress. In 2003, she was the only, she's like a black woman from California that in 2003 was the only person in Congress to vote against the Iraq war. The only person. And all these people now are like, oh, the Iraq war is a really bad idea. It's a shame we all believe George Bush because he's such a nice guy. And in the meantime, let's use the same kind of fucking knowledge to justify like propping up Saudi Arabia and being involved in the fucking Syrian bullshit. Like, No one has fucking learned anything, and all those people should be beaten to death in the streets. Barbara Lee is an OG 
and was fucking running for caucus chair and all these fucking worthless ass corporate Democrats made a big fucking point of being like, trust black women, trust black women. And what they actually mean is like, just listen to Oprah, which is like not the same thing. And Barbara Lee had like a big fucking run on caucus chair. And much like when, um, oh, what's the name of the Minnesota politician that ran for attorney general that was like Bernie's guy that was trying to run the DNC and got unseated by Tom Perez. I do know I do know who you're talking about, but I do not know the name. Yes. Anyway, this exact same thing happened where Hakeem Jeffries, who was essentially uh, notable for being like a centrist uh, black male politician, uh, like 45 years old from Brooklyn, whose interests seem to be like being nice to finance, taking pictures with Israeli politicians and uh, making sure that bike lanes don't interrupt his ability to drive a fucking car in the American city with the best public transit on earth was the guy that got all of Joe Crowley as he was leaving, made a point of saying, like, everybody vote for Hakeem Jeffries. And he managed to beat Barbara Lee. It was like 208 to 205 in a secret vote where no one's votes are actually known to essentially be, like, fourth in command for the Democratic Party because all those people should be primary. The lesson is... If you are in a safe seat, you should have to be left of fucking me. Like, there is <laughs> no reason to have a centrist Democrat in a seat that no Republican could ever win. Well, do you feel like people turning out to vote now is is a, a shift in the right direction for people actually yeah. making those decisions as opposed to just letting them stay? Yeah, everyone should vote. But at the same time, you look at well, the, the fact that... What I'm that asking like, is, do you think the voting is the thing that is, is going to solve that the voting will have to solve it it is an imperfect solution because we have a broken democracy and the number of like crooked democratic systems are just as fucked as the number of republican like crooked systems there's a lot of problems with everything but unfortunately the system we've got we're pretty much stuck with two parties and we're going to have to essentially just incrementally fix things probably slower than the other party and the center can break them. That being said, you have to play the hand you're dealt. And uh, yeah, as it stands, we've got fucking people like Barbara Lee that are legends and have dedicated their entire life to public service. And then these fucking frauds that like are just sort of operating with their hands in the pockets of both sides and they should not be trusted and fuck each and every one of them. So voting first and then the guillotine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sadly, if that doesn't work. Sadly, yeah, yeah. And okay. and also to be fair, like you look at like France, for instance. There's fucking all sorts of riots going on in France, but France doesn't have fucking three hundred years of racist policing. That means that if you throw a real cool fucking riot and start flipping cars over and acting like a G, that you're gonna catch a bullet in the head. It's a lot yeah. easier to throw a cool riot if you don't have to worry about some thick neck retard from Staten Island shooting you in the back of the head yeah. and being able to say they were worried about you fucking, like, potentially having a weapon that was actually a pencil sharpener or something. So, like, I get it. There's a mild amount of sympathy I have for the fact that we all have to be, like, slightly chicken shit about things. But at the end of the day, yeah, like, don't put up with bullshit. And, uh, yeah, when people are trying to say, like, vote for fucking Joe Biden or whatever, you can fucking shelve all of that. So what, how did this all start? <laughs> um, you uh, were going to placate me by letting me name the thing that I hated most in government. 
and it was that Barbara Lee got fucking railroaded. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, by uh, fucking D-Ray 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> really thrilled by that fucking trash. Oh, shit. Bodega Box Office. At Bodega Box Office and all the things. This is it. This is, we've talked long enough about this. Yeah. But, uh, Anthony, I completely understand box. if you edit all this out later. We'll see. We'll see. We don't know. We don't know what the Office Hours episodes are going to be yet. So yes. Why the fuck not leave it in? I'll warn everybody in the in the top of the show. Right? <laughs> Lengthy political discussion coming. Yeah, we'll put it after the last song. So if anybody yeah. doesn't want to hear it, yeah. they can just fade out and piss the grip pump or whatever. Yes. Or just listen to that song. Yeah. All right, we're out. Uh, Anthony's going to go on his honeymoon now. So um, we mu- I think we have enough to get us through, but we'll see. We might yeah. have to uh, no, do another slight delay because that's how life be sometimes. It's true. All right. Free Max B. Yes. Deuces. Goodbye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.